No, I've oh, I've heard of. You don't have a Bob's in Texas, right? Yeah, but I we get commercials for it. Do you it's really? Weird. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting because I I thought Bob's was only in like in the Northeast or something. Yeah, I don't know what it is. But uh, Bob's Furniture, um, it's a furniture store, obviously, as the name you know implies. But um, it's one of those. It's like the PC Richards of furniture. You know, right? You know how PC Richards here in the Northeast. You've seen it because you lived in New York before. You know, it's like that, you know, mom and pop electronics store, right? Yeah. So so Bob's is the same thing. When you go to Bob's, right, this fucking shit little furniture, an overwhelming amount of furniture and an overwhelming amount of fucking salesmen. And you're like, wait a minute, I'm just here to browse, you know? If anything, I'll come look for you, you know? So you, you're walking around, right? You're looking at furniture, you're looking at how smooth the fabric is, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, is it abrasive? Is it fucking fluffy and shit? Right? You know, yeah, that's that's legit. You have to right. There's like a, a set of criteria you have to look. And at. There is a list, a mental yeah. list you go through. Is it soft? You don't want is some rough ass couch. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I prefer like uh, I've sitting, I've sat on some rough couches before, and I I think it's like a rough and firm couch. I th- sometimes that works for me. Sometimes. But, yeah, but it can't be like a deep couch. You know those ones that are like uh, it's just enough to where you can sit. Yeah, I don't like those. IKEA has a bunch of those. Yeah, yeah, and like those are fine when it's like it's a little firmer because you kind of expect it because it's not a lot of chair. Yeah, you know? IKEA is weird, but I just you know I blame that on the European design. Yeah, um, but couches couches got to be big and fluffy, man. They dude, gotta be big and plush and comfortable, dude. So. I tried this couch. I was called the Playscape, right? Um, and it, uh, it, the name is super fitting because you know that chase part that it's a sectional couch, right? Mm-hmm. With uh, with that L shape coming out. So that L shape is fucking great because it's the first time I have that. So now, like, my wife can lay down on the couch and I don't have to scream at her f- for giving me some space. So, like, she can do her thing and I don't have to fucking bother her. And it's nice. great because, you know, you know, women are going to take the couch space, you know, and, you know, and being gentlemen, you're like, all right, I don't want to bother her too much, but I need my fucking room, you know, <laughs> you know, my couch. Yeah, yeah, it comes a time where you need your fucking space as well. And it's just, you, you got to stop being a gentleman and fucking get a new couch. <laughs> it? It's it's fucking it's real world shit. Where it's like, uh, it's just time to stop being polite and start being real. Yeah, w- w- welcome to MTV's real world, right? Like, move your fucking feet, woman. I got to sit as my wife is looking at me like, oh, yeah, this is the, oh, yeah, you're talking shit. <laughs> Be like, yeah, I, you know, enjoy the couch. Um, uh, but you know how in the store looks can be deceiving. So you sit on the fucking couch. And like I was saying before, it's firmer or it's plushier than you might not expect. So usually in the store, shit's worn out. 
shit's fucking plushy. It has that butt groove, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that Homer system butt groove you mentioned. Um, so when you get out at home, it doesn't have that butt groove. Um, you got to make that butt groove. Yeah, you gotta you gotta put in the work. That's the best part of getting a new couch is putting in that work. You know. <laughs> it, so I was like, what am I gonna do on this couch? With my kids, when when they get home from school, what's the first thing we're going to do, right? So the kids got home. I was like, all right, kids, fucking new couch is here, all right? Let's sit down. Let's watch a movie. Which movie do I put on? I put on a holiday movie, obviously, because it's that time of the season. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I pick an 80s classic, Gremlins. Mm, the Gremlins. I was um, – my daughter first watched Gremlins when – fuck, she was she's, – she's eight now. She must have been like five, I think, when she oh, first wow. watched Gremlins. Um, and she dug it. Dude, she she definitely dug it because it had that – because it was – because of the animatronics, it looks kind of like Baby Yoda in Mandalorian. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? So <laughs> Word, dude. It, it has that plushy, you know, toy vibe to it because of just the way the shit looked back then. Um, and yeah, it's it's real cute, even though they're all monsters. You know? Yeah, yeah you know, I mean, Mo- you know, the original Mogwai, Mowgli. So, I mean, not, not Mowgli, freaking. Um, <laughs> was it? It was Gizmo, right? Gizmo, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Mowgli. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking Jungle Book, yeah. So, yeah. fucking uh, Gizmo, the cutest one, obviously d- doesn't. Uh, turn into the green reptile looking ones it's crazy though isn't that crazy Which you if you think about like how gizmo looks and what he can actually become if not taken care of properly yeah it was uh it's careful design that uh gizmo looks like the other ones but different enough to stand out on its own yeah because gizmo like- has the ears right yeah. So the ears are there as well as the eyes. So like they all have those same big old eyes and yeah. ears which kind of connects them but then the other, you know, the mean batch, they um they have this reptilian kind of looking design to them. Yeah, no, but even before that, like when they're when they're still the furry uh the still yes. the furry Mowgli's. Yeah, when they're still like <laughs> the mean Mowgli's, right? With like yeah, the Mohawks yeah, and shit, right? Yeah, when they're the Mowgli's. Uh yeah, but they look like Gizmo, but Gizmo looks like that's what I'm saying. It's a it's a nice balance of like yeah. it was still Gizmo's still a monster, but it's like it's still cute. But the other ones are like, oh, something's a little off about them before they even transform. Before and they transform, they... and then when they and then when they transform, you get that lizard shit I was talking about, yeah. right? And you're like, what the fuck, you know? Le- legit, what the fuck? Yeah, like little little goblin style things, you know? That's basically what they are, you know, yeah. goblins. But yeah. isn't it crazy how they go from this furry thing to like this, just like fucking yeah, and little- like. Br- Breaking down the lore too. What is it like Chinese or what's well, the whole thing? Right. Well, he it's, got it's, it at a Chinese shop. Yeah. Right. He was trying to fucking peddle his own inventions and shit with his fucking like traveling, you know, toothbrush and shaving machine all in one. They're like, oh, you, you, you got everything in the store. I see. But do you have this? And he takes out this fucking brick of a fucking invention. And then the Chinese guy, it's like, you know, he legit, it's it's a stereotypical kind of, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, 80s. Yeah, it's real, like, it's you know. real 80s, uh, 
it's really he's Chinese representation. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really <laughs> 80s, like an Oriental, as they say, representation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, f- somehow he has this fucking creature hanging out in his shop. And um, he, you know, goes like, oh, this is a big responsibility. Yeah, it's it's the it's the classic uh, pet cemetery farmer. You don't yeah. want to go in there. Yeah. Oh, the ground over there is sour. Don't go up there, <laughs> right? Yeah, so it's like oh, well, this here is- it's like here it's like you don't want to feed him after midnight. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't want to feed him after midnight. You can't give him any water. You can't get him wet. <laughs> and then so that's crazy. So he finds that that fucking uh, mogwai. And uh, and then he gives it to his son for a Christmas gift, right? Yeah. <laughs> and what's crazy is that this son, like, legit wants to, like, fucking experiment on this thing. <laughs> just straight up. He takes it to his friend in the lab, right? And then yeah. there's a scene where he's just like, oh, like, look at this thing. Like, what do you think of blah, blah? Look what it does. So he, he like, intentionally, you know, you know, picks up a pipette and drops water on freaking Gizmo's back just to show his fucking – his um his classmate or friend or whatever the fucking guy is um that hey look shit pops out of this fucking thing when um uh, you know when you drop water on it so he intentionally does like some animal experiments which is crazy to look at i was just looking at it just you know because back then just like oh yeah you know of course you, everybody did it you find yeah. the fucking monster or the alien part or whatever you bring it to a lab you do your fucking tests but then looking at it now in retrospect right in the year 2019 almost 2020 right with two kids you're like huh that's animal cruelty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it. There's a lot of dark stuff in there. Yeah, um, a, a lot darker than you would think at first. And then know? it's funny how the movie is is tagged as a PG movie. We yeah. spoke about this in the episode about uh, PG thirteen horror movies. Um, so it's um it's tagged as a PG, I think, right? Gremlins mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, um, and eighties PG is like PG thirteen now. So yeah, um, there's a lot of things in Gremlins. Um, a lot of people fucking dying, right? Like yeah. these things fucking are killing people uh, during the, the height of the holiday season. Um, they're taking fucking trucks and driving it through stores and shit, like mm-hmm. sh- setting shit on fire and you know fucking up a whole bar. It's um, it's uh, it's crazy. And then they have personalities. These yeah. little fucking creatures. You know what do you uh what do you think of Gremlins too? You know what I don't I. Is Gremlins to the one where they where they're at in the news station? Yeah, yeah, and they start. Uh, you know, instead of just Gremlins, there's like an electric Gremlin. There's the 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 lady Gremlin. There's uh, you know, they start morphing and stuff on top of just being Gremlins. Yes, no, I yeah, I vaguely remember it honestly. Yeah, but um, that's that's <laughs> kind of it though, right? It's just like um, it's really just Gremlins that was good. You know, yeah. It, it, it was really very was, like mm-hmm. Gremlins Two is like Ghostbusters Two is unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's totally unnecessary. Um, it's very forgettable. Um, but um, howdy, folks! Welcome to uh, what is it? Episode seventeen mm-hmm. um, of the official Corpse Feet Podcast, The Morgue. And with me, as always, is uh, Mister Nick Valdez of ComicBook.com. Howdy, Nick. Howdy, everybody. And uh, I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind that uh, corpsey face you guys see on the feeds all the time. And uh, this week we are talking about um, uh, some Christmas horror. 
you know. Um, and we're talking about Gremlins right now because I watched it with the kids again, mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, it happens in the holiday season. Uh, so we deem it, you know, a Christmas, you know, monster movie. Yeah, no, it, I it's one of those things yeah. where uh, it's more a Christmas movie than Die Hard is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, Die Hard. All right, so let's speak about this real quick before, <laughs> before we get into into the horror stuff. This episode, I'm a big fan of Die Hard. It's in my top three movies. It's I think number one in my top three, um, mm-hmm. and um, it rewatchability to me is absolutely limitless and the conversation goes that it's uh it's not a christmas movie right it just has a christmas party involved in it and then there's your argument that the christmas that the movie was released in uh, in the month of july so which makes it a non-christmas movie and i'm in that boat usually a, a christmas movie would be around the holiday season in november december kind of thing this one in particular was released in the month of july kind of not making it a christmas movie um it just so happens to have a christmas party set in the movie um but that's my opinion i don't want to get too deep into that what's uh your quick take on that text what do you think it's a christmas movie i i think so because just, i mean i get it because what like the base the base rule is that if it takes place at christmas you can argue that it's a christmas movie yeah but you know um my little extra caveat on top of that is that feeling. You know, there's a Christmas movie feeling. You know, <laughs> even like even these Christmas horror movies, like Gremlins, that we're talking about. Like, like it's you know, it, everything is Christmassy. You know, yes. it, it, there's a there's to, that feeling, and Die Hard, Die Hard does have that, right? To that point, though, I mean, um, to me, it's transcended that. So I don't, I I can watch it at any point in time. Um, it doesn't really. Give me that Christmassy feeling. Yeah, um, and so that's why I'm like, yeah. you know, I would just agree to that it's a Christmas movie just to make everyone happy. And it's one of those things where I'm like, it's not a fight. It's just like, I also agree, but like an asterisk where I'm like, you know, because you can watch it at any other point of the year, you know, and it doesn't have that Christmas movie feeling. But you know, it's not like, it's not like something you dig out to watch at Christmas, Exactly. You can, dig it, you can dig it out to watch like during the summer or like, you know, in January. Or any time like, of the day. At any point Christ- in time. Yeah, but like Christmas movies are like you specifically watch them in that holiday season. You know? Yes. Like it's uh, a jingle all the way. Oh, it's like you, absolutely. you specifically point out for Christmas. Yeah. You know? Listen, that's one of the movies uh it's on the playlist. Uh coming closer to Christmas now, Jingle All the Way mm-hmm. has to be on there. Um, uh, and it's a, it's a freaking classic. You know what is a classic, though? Um, and what is definitely a Christmas movie? Krampus. Yes. Um, I've ha- I've had the the awesome pleasure to be able to watch it a couple of times this week, um, just to get uh, myself brushed up. Um, but at first viewing, I remember kind of just falling in love with the movie off the bat. Like it was just. Everything was culminating in the movie to where it was just such an enjoyable watch mm-hmm. uh, that you're like, shit, it, it left you with, you know, it, it had a good ending to it. It had a horror ending to it, which I really liked. Yeah, um, it's it's really hard to, to root against a movie that 
does the doomed ending. Yes. Where it's like everyone is either dead or it's like it's a terrible fate and it's like it, it's what yeah. Yeah. It's either you you go all or nothing. And when you get pure nothing, it's usually fun, dude. Yeah, 100%. Because everything is done to try to avoid this this ultimately – what's the word? Well, it's, it's – like the movie – the movie is basically like hopeless, right? Yes, exactly. So the choice is, the choice is already made by the Krampus, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not going to like, you know, fold for anyone or any little kid begging for their life, you know? Um, instead, it just laughs in its face and uh, and then just goes with the ultimate decision that it had that it it doesn't matter what you do. This is what's going to happen anyway. Yeah. Like Krampus, it's a good movie. It's a good horror movie because it's got that hopelessness. But it's also a good Christmas movie. Yes. Because it makes, it, it makes sure to like use – it twists that imagery in, like in the same way in uh, Trick or Treat, right? Yes. Where it's like um, you have – you have the main. Uh, I always forget its name. Like the 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 pumpkin kid. Uh, That's us. I think it's Sam, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Sam's a good example of like how Doherty does this, right? Or uh, how whoever helps him design these things. But it's a good twist on like the imagery, but still kind of cute. Yeah, and that's... yeah, like the gingerbread man, uh, like these toys that came to life, where it's like it's got that dark comedy spin on it too. Yeah, it's uh, it's legit. They take the whole, you know, family gathering during the holidays thing, which is also a very good, um, a very good lead into good horror. Um, yeah, it's like, a good story too. Like, yeah, uh, good so, way to set up the characters. Exactly. So, so for instance, um, we could throw a movie like You're Next, um, into the mix in terms of bringing family together. And mm-hmm. then shit happening um, in Ready or Not, bringing family together, shit happening. That's a good way to start a good horror story. And then um, as everything gets um, uh, – as everything unfolds in the movie, um, it gets kind of cooler and cooler and cooler, man. Like a lot of shit happens that you don't expect to happen. So when the family gathers, you know, they steal this little kid's uh, Santa letter and read it out loud and bullshit – Right, so he, he's like, "Oh, I hate Christmas and my family and blah blah blah," and and then he throws it in the fucking you know into the night sky, and then that a wind blows in, and and then you know, you're like, "Oh shit, the fuck was that?" And what's so eerie when he wakes up in the morning, you have this crazy. So the setting like is is awesome. Like you're mm-hmm. in this like hell of a snow globe like environment, pretty much, right? So he wakes up and. You see these this fucking snowman, right? And and he goes to his mom and mom like, "Hey, there's a snowman out front." She's like, "Okay." So she's like, "Yeah, but who the hell built the snowman?" And that alone, like, it's it's super creepy. Like, wait a minute, this blizzard is supposed to be super crazy. Everyone's inside, yet there's a fucking snowman out here. Yeah, there's 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 lots of good setup yeah. for you know, and it the the film continues to escalate, you know, because uh, the you start to realize how actually hopeless everything is, you know, because it's like, oh, they can fight these little monsters. Yeah. And and there's an army and it's totally different. And, oh, shit, the underworld's real and all this shit. And then you get those scenes where they're outside just searching for, you know, the the daughter that went missing. You see how deep the snow is. You see how crazy the environment how how cold everything is outside. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's uh, it makes for a crazy 
fun experience because um, they're not safe anywhere. Um, right. If if they go outside, they're definitely not safe. If they if they go if they stay inside, they're not safe. Um, if, if the fire goes out, it's a wrap. So there's a lot of things in this movie that just kind of adds fuel to this awesome fire. Um, and I think it's topped off by the awesome, as you mentioned before, the awesome looking um, designs of of the creatures and mm-hmm. and just the wild the wild shit that happens, you know, like with the gingerbread men. Um, and with the fucking crazy looking elves and then with the toys that come in that sack that was left in the front of the house, that mm-hmm. crazy Jack in the box looking fucking monster that eats the kid and then hides and runs into the vents and shit. What else? There's a, a lot of crazy. There's, there's a, lot, a of, lot of cool stuff. In yeah. There, a lot of crazy, cool shit going on. And, um, I, I'm curious to find out where they got the inspiration for the designs. Um, because the Krampus design, is yeah, the Krampus in particular is pretty good. Yeah, you know, um, I it's, dug uh, it. It's yeah, it's the traditional like. I, I guess they didn't want to go with just the straight goat that it always is. Yeah, you know? yep, yeah, exactly. So you get this old looking like monstrous man face, right? Yeah, with, yeah like, it's just like a Santa mask with like a permanent on. smile on it. Yeah, right, and it's just creepy as shit. But you get the awesome horns. And you get a look at the hooves and stuff. And you get the whole look with the chains and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, one cool scene in that movie was when they were baiting that little fat kid, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, with the, uh, the cookie. Yeah. yeah, with the cookie and the hook. But it's like, dude, this is a fucking hook in a chimney. What are you doing with your life, dude? Come on, man. But, yeah, um, yeah, but that's that's part of the goofiness, too. Yeah. That, you know, that's the thing. That's what keeps it like a Christmas movie. Yes. You know, because it's... Because it, you know, it has it, that Home Alone vibe to it. Yes, that's yeah. exactly what yeah. I was gonna say. Because I was like, because Home Alone, it's darker, right? Yeah, it's a, like he's really hurting these people, and you know, if you yeah, really but, think about the 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 stunts for like even just a second, you're like, holy shit, you know. And even the stunts, he, just the story alone. These two like fucking burglars are coming into this house, and they're not afraid to kill this kid. <laughs> you know <what> yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. So that's the darker side of Home Alone. But, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's basically like uh, if you made a horror movie with it now. They've made stuff like that, I think, already. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, um, what was it? What were we just talking um uh, what was the the babysitter? The babysitter, yeah. like, yeah. He, yeah, he had the Home Alone kills, you know. So exactly. There we go. Just um, like Home Alone, Krampus has that vibe to it, and mm-hmm. it's cool because they also um, do a good job with the the music in the movie, like the soundtrack. You know, uh, yeah. the music composition it has that whimsical kind of Christmassy um, tone, uh, like tones to it. Just like in Home Alone, you have you know the good um, use of. Um, of composed music with that whimsicalness mm-hmm. in certain scenes that did definitely help out and aid the movie a hundred percent. But Krampus is really dope. Um, if you guys haven't seen Krampus, I highly recommend it. I was hesitant because of, it just looked corny, you know, the, yeah. the cover art looked corny and Krampus movies have a really bad um, reputation of being trash. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause if you go on Netflix, you'll see a bunch of Black Christmas stuff and like um, uh, a lot of Krampus Christmas 
like stuff going on and you don't know what to watch and it looks like trash um but i was i was like you know what tony collette was in it so i was like it mm-hmm. can't be that bad right if tony collette's in it it can't be that bad of a movie and it was fucking fantastic so i'm glad i was able to watch that years ago um when it came out it still holds up 100 percent um without a doubt i've seen movies that don't even come close to holding up like that Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Um and I just enjoy Krampus. I hope everyone gets a chance to watch it during the holiday season. It's it's definitely one of the most um Christmassy horror movies you will ever see. Like like hands down, Krampus is a Christmas horror movie. And and in my opinion, the Christmas horror movie. Um because I've seen a bunch of them and a lot of them are just like they don't have that Christmas holiday vibe to it, you know, um, right. because even in the end of um, of the movie, and I'm going to spoil it, the ending of the movie is also it has that Christmas tone to it, um, that vibe where everything is happy go lucky. So <laughs> towards the end of the movie, shit goes down, and then he gets thrown into a pit or something, right? Yeah. Um, and then he wakes up. And then it's a nice snowy, bright day outside. Everything looks like freaking um you know that morning of home alone when he wakes up and he's like oh i'm trying to see if if everything was all a dream and and this is exactly the same thing where Mm -hmm. he thought he he was like oh my god that whole thing was a bad dream let me go uh, see my mom and then he goes downstairs and it's very great because he goes into this family situation where like oh what happened here you've been sleeping this whole time right yeah, yeah, it's it's a Christmas movie ending. <laughs> yeah, right? Where it's a, it's yeah like, exactly. Um, yeah, so it's they all get together to open gifts and see what everybody got, and then there's he gets the Krampus bell, right? It's like oh, yeah. there's always that one last gift under the tree, right? Always that one last gift, and you have to be weary about that, right? And what was it? A Krampus bell, where everything came and crashed right into a fucking you know a head over here. And it realizes that, no, they're all dead. They're trapped inside the snow globe of the Krampus. And uh, that ending was fantastic. It, you know, the ending The ending reminded me a lot of, um, a little bit, it had the same feeling of the, of the Jeepers Creepers ending. Mm-hmm. Wh- where, you know, you're like, oh shit, it actually went that far. And, you know, this kid actually died. Because you didn't know what happened to Justin Long character in Jeepers Creepers after he was taken. Right. But then it, it goes into further detail to show you exactly what happened. And it was cool over here, too, that it showed you this Krampus room where he where he has all these snow globes. Right. Mm-hmm. It was like Tim Allen, Santa Claus, um, uh, his fucking snow globe room. Right. Yo, word. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. A fucking Christmas movie over here, dude. Um, so he has a snow globe room where he has all these, all these families, right? And if you think about it, if you really think about it, the, when the Krampus shows up to like one of those families, right? He fucking kills everybody, which is nuts if you think about it. And with that said, and let's move on to another movie where there's a lot of killing involved. Um, uh, and there's a lot of iterations as well. Um, Black Christmas. We recently got a re-release of Black Christmas mm-hmm. um, in theaters. But with that, we also have a conversation about the other two movies that came before it. So that's correct. If you just heard yeah. me 
Black is, Christmas has three different versions. One from mm-hmm. 1974, another one from 2006, and another one that just came out in, to, in 2019. And uh, I made the time to watch all three of these movies, dude. And one thing I can take from that experience is that they're all absolutely very different. But they each have their own story. It's um, it's the weirdest thing. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's this movie definitely belonged after watching all three. Um, it definitely belonged um in that reboot conversation we had because it it the first two. For instance, the 2006 remake of the movie, um, it, it carries with it knowledge of the past. They they all have little ties to uh, the original, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're all they all have little ties to the original as remakes. Like the 2006 one has little touches from the original one. The 2019 one has the same thing with touches the original one, but they're all so dramatically different, like what you're saying. Yes. Like, um, so, uh, yeah, Black Christmas, like, they, they all have a, a lot of the same things, but, uh, they're all so dramatically different. Like, uh, the 2019 one, especially, Arturo. Um, I agree, 100%. Uh, the 2019 version of Black Christmas is, 100% different from the 74 version and the 06 version mm-hmm. in the sense where it's um, definitely different in in tone. Um, yes. Being in 2019, we have gone through a lot of uh, different uh, things throughout the years. A, a lot of growing up we've done as a society. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this focuses on, uh, it has a, a more of the hashtag me too movement going on where, um, it, it's about women empowerment and, uh, women trying to kind of come together. Right. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough conversation for us, you know, as two dudes, as two, uh, yeah, as two Latino men, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like we <laughs> we understand these problems, but we don't understand them to the scope of, you know, that women will understand these problems. And it's 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 geared towards, you know, that kind of knowledge. Yeah. It's very so, it's very geared towards that. It's very direct. Yeah, so it's a there's a lot of women empowerment and feminism uh pro women stuff going on in the movie. Um, but there's a lot of, um, in my opinion, um, I, I guess, you know, because of the direction they were going, there's, it's full of man shaming. I say that in a sense of just story where I, listen, I have no problem with shaming anyone, men, women, especially children. All right. Like you can shame anyone you want, but when it comes to a story part, like I I mind it when it gets in the way of everything, right? Because if they did it in a way where yeah. they were focusing more on on you know the empowerment and the shaming of men, I have no problem with that. But then they kind of use that, right? And then they wanted to kind of um, add some more, I guess, fun into the movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like it's it's a very grounded it's a very grounded fear. And yeah, it's a very because grounded I, story. I am yeah. totally with these these women in in the movie. Like I understand um, where like it's, they're it's trying strong, to go. Yeah, it's a strong point of view that you understand. Yeah. So and you're like, I can see things through this point of view. But, exactly. So pretty much. And then right, you so add, 
Let's yeah. break it down real quick. So uh, if you guys haven't seen the movie, the basic gist of it, um, the protagonist of, of, of the movie, the character that um, – uh, what's her name? Poots? Um, yeah, you know what? I don't even remember her name. What Arturo. was her name? Because I know – wait, what was her name? Um, I don't even remember. I saw this movie. You just yesterday. saw it today, right? Or, yeah, like yeah, I saw it yesterday, like a day ago. Right? right? You saw it what, like two I, days ago, three yeah, days ago? Yeah, several days. I don't remember her name. I don't remember her name. Like I, hey, like I really don't. But uh, so yeah, so um, <laughs> apologies. Yes, apologies. But <laughs> but but her character, right? Um, she. Uh, was raped by a fraternity guy, right? Some asshole mm-hmm. guy in some frat house um, a couple of years before the this current present story is being told. So she brought it up to authorities and camp security and all that stuff, and no one believed her, right? So this is where we are in, in the story um, and with our main character. Um, so they have some kind of a Christmas thing going on in their frat houses and they do this song, which I think was fucking brilliant. It was great. Um, and they kind of call out this dude who show, who shows up um, for this like, you know, holiday, you know, frat party. So they call him out. They kind of embarrass him and shit like that, which was great. But then they leave and then shit starts happening where there's a lot of, like it doesn't it's hard to describe because the movie itself doesn't know where it wants to go so this is why yeah. i'm having a difficulty kind of telling you what exactly they no, no, are doing yeah you know? it's the it's the message like it's a very strong point of view but at times but the message like, is very mixed yeah it's, and it's also it's not clear yeah, it's it's unclear because then you start adding like you said like this like this supernatural bend to it, dude. Like that's what I was also trying to uh, to get to down the line is that they throw this element. I'm glad you brought it up. They throw this element of supernatural stuff into it, which kind of threw me for a loop because I was like, oh, that's different. Um, and they don't really explain too much of it. Um, which kind of pissed me off because I was like, yeah, I, I wanted to know. It makes what... it goofy. Yes, right? exactly. And the, like, it's it's goofy, but it's like it's it's meta goofy. If you know, like, it's one of those things where it's like they they they're the alpha white male. Yeah, you know, so who are this... dominant? So this is just all us, like to the nth degree. Exactly. You know? so, so this supernatural thing, it was like this black blood or something coming from some statue which i want to know i want to know how it got there like yeah like even that like that would have been a cool idea to sneak some more gore in that's that's the other thing there's there's not enough like yeah that's what i'm saying kills but there's not like it was um we'll get to the kills in a second but i'm just still like baffled as to why you throw that stuff there and not really explain as to what happened where did this fucking thing come from? How is it bleeding black blood? Like, why is it that this blood, the whole thing was that these guys were getting, like, um, a symbol, you know, uh, painted on their foreheads with this black, yeah, sh- with and this you know, black shit. A, a little production thing that bothered me is, you know, uh, <laughs> full spoilers. Were like, yeah, yeah full spoilers. So when uh, what's his name? Um, the the love interest for her, I forget his name. I forget his name too because I'm like I oh um uh, 
fuck? Uh, yeah, right? Landon, Landon, right? Landon, there we go. Yes. So when they drew the triangle on him, it was too skinny. So I kept, like, focusing on that. Because I'm like, you, you're you a movie. And it, like, make sure you have, like, a full triangle so it doesn't look goofy when he's, like, standing in the middle of everything. Yeah, it seemed I like it was, like, Ash Wednesday all over again. <laughs> weird. See yeah, people like with it, funny looking symbols on their foreheads and shit. Yes, like it wasn't even like uh, <laughs> it didn't look clean. You no, know what I mean? agreed. Like, I'm like, you didn't take the time to just you know, adjust it. It felt very, um, very B movie ish at times. Yeah. Um, with the kind what? of shit they were trying to pull. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it doesn't go one way or the other all the way. Yes, like, and, that, and that's why it, that's why it's frustrating because if you're trying to keep it serious. With the empowerment stuff and the you know and the Me Too stuff, cool. I'm down with it. Take me for the full ride, right? Don't like, don't try and veer the course away from this one direction. You got me, right? Because now you have this other, this other shit that I want you to explain. Because I thought it was going to be a bit more serious. It wasn't. Even the trailer put it to be a bit more serious, a bit more. Um, a bit more like the old school movies, honestly. Yeah, um, like it, it built it up like a slasher type. Yes, 100%. It, this was completely different. I thought it was going to be more of a home invasion kind of run for your lives, cat and mouse game kind of thing. It mm. was, um, it was, ah, damn, I, I've seen movies like this before. Uh, I just can't pinpoint him at the moment. Yeah, but. no, it's this one, it's, it's definitely like a women's power fantasy. And that's fine. Yeah, but you know, it's but like it what, doesn't commit to it all the exactly. Way. But even then, like if you're gonna do that, like make it good, dude. Like yeah. we always talk about weird, a lot of weird acting too. Yeah, we yeah. always talk about on this cast how we love our you know our our movies led by a strong female performance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it like we have no problem with that. We want more of that, and and I wish. They would have just gone full force with it, um, but they didn't. It was they. I guess. I mean, I guess they tried to at the end with when all the frat girls. I mean, not all the frat girls. All the sorority girls showed up, right? Um, at the end, at that. Uh, um, yeah, but even then, but that even was then, like it was too. It, it got too extreme. Yeah, like, that's, it's too that's goofy. What I'm saying. Like it was how, too goofy and totally weird. Yeah. yeah, it was. So apparently, they were sending all these. Uh, possessed frat boys to all to other sorority houses to kind of you know kill the yeah. girls because it's just, th- so apparently all right so this is where it gets fucking ridiculous so apparently <laughs> yeah it does uh, it does hit a point where it just kind of just goes for it right? yeah exactly because you have to admire it though they're like fuck it let's just yeah. do it right so i think i think that's where i started like really digging into it where i'm like all right you know yeah because that was the fun aspect of the movie if they yeah. gave us that all throughout that would have been perfect dude and honestly sorority girls fighting back against all these zombie out that's like, perfect fraternity dudes right I, yeah like yes thank you and even Carrie Elwes was uh was good in this movie as that kind of goofy you know bad yeah, guy yeah no he was he was intentionally know? like uh, he was intentionally like like a, a slime ball oh, you, you never great. once yeah. thought he was like a good guy yeah, yeah and and then when it comes to a culmination you begin hearing that uh this uh this black blood brings out the alpha right in in all men the alpha male in all men and uh and then they want to get back 
to where men supposedly yeah, um, like men ultimately control. belong, yeah. right? It's so <laughs> fucking ridiculous. It's uh, but it's it's fun though. I agree. Where I'm like, I I had a lot of fun at that part. But that's what I'm saying. Like, don't give us more of that. Give, dude. give me more of that. The whole movie. They tried to do something serious at first, which I was down for because I thought it was gonna be a, a darker tone. Because you know how everything is being kind of. Uh, you know, blackened these days. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it it didn't go that route. It went somewhere completely different. Um, and like you mentioned as well, the acting wasn't really all there. Um, I expected. Yeah. I would have expected a little bit more. I've seen better performances in you know in indie films. Uh, yeah, because yeah. especially uh, we we've mentioned before how uh, a lot of these movies just surprisingly have like a lot of strong acting from young people in it. You know, like like late twenties, early twenties kind of people, and so seeing this one, seeing everyone being a little like just a little off, you know, like a little like I don't know if it's just something didn't sit right. And no, I, you're right. Like it it um it didn't sit right. And after watching the older movies, I think some of them were trying to be like some of the older characters. Yeah, um, maybe which. Which doesn't make sense because it's a different situation over here. Yeah. Um, so let's start talking about the older movies. So let's. Um, all right. Oh, uh, so for for 2019's yes. Black Christmas. Though. Let's wrap so, it up uh, with 2019's Black Christmas. We're talking about the antagonist in this movie um, because I think it has to be spoken about. Like I said, the antagonist comes from a um, a, a frat house, right? Mm-hmm. A group of of frat boys who think they're better than women, um, uh, you know, young white males kind of shit, privilege and all that shit, right? So mm-hmm. that's the antagonist in this movie. What were you going to say about 2019's Black Christmas? Oh, Did no, you have a final I, note? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, uh, so would you, would you rec- uh, what was it? Um, would you uh, no, uh, I pay wouldn't for rec- it, wait for it, or stay away from it? No, so I would stay away from this one. Um, 100%. Stay away from the remake. Uh, if it comes on TV, maybe next Christmas, fucking give it a whirl if you want. Yeah. But just uh, just be warned. It's it's trash. Um, yeah, because it, it doesn't commit, dude. It doesn't it, commit yeah. to It doesn't commit to, to being serious, which I was down for, like I said. And it doesn't mm-hmm. commit to, you know, being fun. The fun parts come, but it's too late for it. You know what I mean? Too yeah, little, too late. That- at that point, I was already bored, dude. That's why I honestly don't remember anyone's name. Dude, exactly. <laughs> yeah. at, at, at that point, you're absolutely right. At that point, I was done. I'm like, oh, great. Like, I'm glad you gave me this now. And then at that – when I got to that point of the movie, I thought it was because they waited so long to give you that stuff. It just mm-hmm. was ridiculous at that point. Yeah. I was like, this is ridiculous. I can't wait for this shit to be over and – um and uh and that's it that was 2019's black christmas yeah. um we thought we were gonna get something but then the pg-13 kind of um uh the pg-13 rating kind of yeah, scared me off a little bit it sucks dude because that black blood it's a good idea because you could have given us more gore like um a perfect example you remember <laughs> samurai jack yeah of course yeah so a way they got around sensors was by making them all robots so yeah. it's like when he cut all those robots covered in all the oil. It was all, like, yeah, black blood. It was all blood. But yeah. like I think, again, 
they realized it too late. There is mm-hmm. one scene where you do see a lot of blood and you realize, wait a minute, that's not red blood, it's black. Um, and I think that's when they realize the movie, oh shit, we should have kind of been at this if it if this is what they're going to be doing with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, just imagine how much better the movie would be if Ewigan Poots was just covered like Samara Weaving style, just all black oh, blood. dude, that... that Again, fucking, we should fucking be writing these movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, a lot of good ideas, but it, it's definitely, it's too, it just doesn't commit. That's all it is, man. It doesn't commit. I would stay, stay away from it. So, uh, yeah. what would you think? What would you think about the 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 other two or two? So, there are um, two others, right? All right. So, I first wanted to uh, to refresh myself with the original one from 1974 with mm-hmm. uh, with Lois Lane, Margot Kidder, right? Yeah, um, I, I've never seen it. All right. Oh yeah, you never seen it? Mm-mm. So this, this was the first time I I had the pleasure of watching it. Uh, thanks to uh, to Shutter, big ups to Shutter. For mm-hmm. actually coming through with uh, some clutch fucking old school movies on stream, um, so it you definitely have to watch it because it's um if you're familiar with if you're familiar with Dario Argento, it feels like a Dario Argento movie. Um, it's um it, it's it has a vibe as well of an Argento movie mixed in with Maniac. You know how Maniac mm-hmm. has that first person view to it, mm-hmm. so. The guy in the attic that we get in um in the original one, he we we're always in that first person view. We see an eye here and there through shadows, but it's more of that first person view with the heavy breathing and all that stuff. So you get that kind of old school suspense, Argento, deep bread kind of stuff going on. Um, the vibes they do a good job of actually kind of writing that story and making it. Um, kind of suspenseful because um, you don't know exactly who the killer is because one of the characters, this boyfriend, he's a fucking douchebag. So you're like, okay, it has to be the fucking boyfriend, right? But then you're like, wait a minute. How can it be the boyfriend? He's a douchebag, but where was he when this happened, you know? So it's cool because it gets you um, into the experience um, of actually trying to figure out who's doing this shit. Um, yeah. And this is the infamous fucking movie where the, you know, the the idea of the call came from inside the house came from, right? So, um, you know how in the 2019 version, they're getting these weird fucking text messages, right? So, mm-hmm. in, the, in, in the 74 version, they're getting these calls on their landline um, in their sorority house, right? Um, just like in the, um, in the 2006 version. Um, mm-hmm. They keep getting these lewd phone calls and stuff like that, just like panting and heavy breathing and all that stuff and screaming, all these all, all these different pitches and voices and stuff. So they get these phone calls and stuff, and they um, eventually tap the line, right? And then the cops um, and the phone company, they find out that the calls are coming from a different landline inside the house, right? So... That's where it comes from. Hey, uh, call this person. Mm-hmm. Tell them the calls are coming from inside the house. So you're like, oh shit, you know. So it's um, it's actually a really cool. Honestly, I didn't think it'd be that good. I thought it was gonna be fucking trash. To be honest with you, yeah, it's yeah. got a lot of uh, like it's not 
it's, it's it's not pure horror. It's like a thriller. It's like a thriller story. suspense, more like a like a murder mystery, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Because you have <laughs> yeah. like you have like two different storylines. Yes. Because you have the you have the cops and the detectives on the on the part of it where it's like at first they kind of laugh her off, you know. And yeah. The same the same thing happens in the 2019 one, like you were saying, where it's like she's not be- like, and that's where like that's where certain things uh, <clears throat> stem from because uh, mm-hmm. they don't believe. That like oh it can't be anybody it's probably just some frat boys playing some pranks or it's probably yeah, someone's and, boyfriend playing some prank and that's why that messaging like kind of makes sense as an idea because this original one has but a lot of that too check right? this it out a- check this out there's another storyline w- within that um, same movie where it comes off very fucking misogynistic where one of yeah. the, the boyfriends right he mm-hmm. finds out that his girlfriend is pregnant. She wants an abortion, and he's like, "No, how can you do that without me and my permission?" Um, you know, we were gonna move out, and it's like, and you have to have this baby, he's like, and, and just completely fucking, um, like being super a, trash, dude. Being a just fucking trash, being a dickhead about it. Yeah, just being um, real dick. Yeah, exactly. So he, you have that character in the movie, and uh, you see that he has a little bit of, a, of an anger issue. So you're like, oh shit, is this guy capable of, of, of killing these girls, right? Um, because you see him in the latter part of the movie doing some very questionable shit. You're like, wait a minute. Can this guy be the guy who's, who's yeah. actually killing? He's, he's being <laughs> but, real weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, excuse me. But um, it turns out there's a fucking legit fucking killer who has been living in the attic of the sorority house. Um, but like, he, I think he snuck in or something like that, and he's just been chilling there this whole fucking time. He's offing these girls one by one, and after every murder, he makes a phone call. And we find out it's this, uh, this character named Billy, who, uh, has been, like I said, living in the attic. Apparently, that was his house or something. Um, they get a bit more into it in the 2006 version. They kind of mm-hmm. fill the void of yeah, the- it's- uh, it's more about like uh, Billy. And, yeah, uh, it's yeah. legit about Billy, um, and which was crazy because uh, one thing that really stood out as being just fucking stupid about this movie was that they never checked the attic. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, they never checked the fucking attic, and that's it was cool because they actually. The police work seemed grounded a little bit, especially for that kind of time mm. and, and those movies we got in, in the seventies. So you know how you got in the seventies and eighties, like these like, just dumb police, you know, work and and uh, just like dumb cops, you know. But the cops were smart and they kind of uh, did everything right. But then they just never checked the attic, and in the attic, you find out at the end of the movie, oh yeah, no, this fucking guy's still alive, bro. <laughs> you know, like he's still in the attic and there's still yeah, two no dead shit. bodies. Yeah. And uh, so with that being said, um, let's go to the 2006 version of the movie where they fill the void and the history of this killer. Um, So apparently that sorority house in the 2006 version was the house of this kid. This is where this kid, Billy, um, grew up with his – what was it? His dad and his abusive mother. His mother didn't Mm -hmm. want him because he he had a a skin – 
the pigmentation which made him look yellow which for a second i was like wait a minute is that is that yellow rat bastard from sin city right um because <laughs> it was it, it legit was the same thing right um uh that yellow skin pigmentation because of certain thing or whatever the body doesn't do um and then you find out that, that his mother didn't want him because of that like like my goodness she was such a bad person this movie just kind of oozed that vibe honestly one big difference we get um out of all three black christmases this one has all the gore um all the gore Mm. that was missing in the original and in the new one was in the 2006 version of black christmas you got a lot of like crazy eye gouging in this movie yeah the uh the dude eats eyeballs as well which is fucking nuts I was that's I, a, that was just a weird detail, right? Dude, on I top of everything else, he's a cannibal, right? Yeah, because he, dude, I thought it was awesome how he took that cookie cutter and just cut off pieces of his mom's back and just baked it. Yeah, and then and then he ate it, and it was like chewy, and they showed the close up because he was yeah. fucking dipping it in milk, right? Like it was, it was crazy. That alone <laughs> is wild. What we just spoke of right there is wild. Yeah, it's a really weird set of imagery. Like it, it's just not only is he a cannibal, he bakes him into cookies. He's he yellow. Him, yeah, on top and of he's that. yellow, and he's like dipping him in milk. And yeah, it's it's a lot of a lot of stuff that just they kind of threw in together, you know. And but you know, know what? Though, like, like it kind of it works. Though, I right? had fun watching it, dude. Yeah, like, I was talking shit about it because I vaguely remember it, and I don't think I watched this movie in its entirety. Um, but I, uh, I saw it the whole, I saw the whole entire thing the other day. I was like, holy shit. Um, it fucking works, dude. Cause yeah, it knows. Ending, I mean, the, the beginning of the movie for me is kind of boring. But yeah. It's like once, once it kicks in, it no, knows. The, like, no, the yeah. beginning is definitely boring. The ending is a little questionable as well. Um, yeah. but like everything in the middle, the body of the movie is yeah, exactly. entertaining. And that was kind of, it seemed like, um, it seemed like they wanted to give the audience what they want, right? right. Like, let me get the blood, let me get the gore, um, let me get everything that the original in 74 hinted at. But let me just be very exploitive about it, right? So, so out of the three, Arturo, is that your favorite one? Yeah. Like if you ranking it, them, yes. How would you how would it, you rank them? Um, it is my favorite one. Uh, it would be 06, mm-hmm. 74, and twenty nineteen. Um, yeah, just, I, I would agree. Just yeah. because it was so, uh, it was unexpectedly fun. And then I was, um, I was actually watching the other half of the movie this morning, waiting for my couch to get here, and I was just <laughs> kind of like, like standing up, waiting for the doorbell to ring, and just standing, just watching this movie, just enthralled by it. And I'm like, holy shit! Like the ending, um, before they get to the hospital. You know, I mean, that hospital sequence was very. Very questionable, um, but yeah, it's got its own problems too. Yeah, but, but yeah, th- that whole sequence where they're like fighting inside the walls and shit, and like mm-hmm. that's that's dope. That's really cool. It was really fun to watch because it was something different. Yeah, it's unique, right? Yeah, where it's, it's unique, like, but especially free me out of the walls by like finding me and like running yeah, to a different room. And that and- was thirteen years ago, and I've seen that done in another movie, which I'll get to in a, in a second. But I really enjoyed how um, at first 
you think um, Billy's daughter or sister or daughter sister. Uh, yeah, it's but, like daughter sister. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because dude, because the mom. Oh my god, the mm-hmm. mom is such mm-hmm. a fucking piece of shit. So mm-hmm. after after locking Billy in the attic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she is trying to get her jollies off with this piece of shit dude that is calls her that she calls him his his stepdad, right? Mm-hmm. She, she's fucking this guy in the stairs, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's it's very extreme. Yeah, so it's very yeah. That's nothing compared to what I'm going to say right now. So she's fucking this guy in the stairs. He passes out because because I think he's drunk. She's tired of it. She so she hears Billy rocking his his chair upstairs in the attic. She unlocks the fucking attic. She goes upstairs, stands in front of her fucking son, drops her robe, and and then you know the camera goes somewhere else. And then what do we get? A title like what? Like a title sequence that says yeah, it's like nine, nine months, months later, later. right? Yeah. And there's a fucking baby born. It's fucking dude. Like that woman is such a piece of shit. I'm glad she got it the way she did by Billy. Uh, Billy, like it was cool to see Billy finally get that revenge because he deserved that shit. He was wrong, hundred percent. Um, and it was it was different to see that take. But then Billy is an evil fucking person. But he was begat because his mother was an evil person. But this movie is just fucking out there. So Billy has his daughter, who is actually his sister, who we think is actually Billy at first, but is actually is actually his fucking daughter, right? So it's mm-hmm. cool that the daughter and the father kind of tag team this this killing spree. Um, and these girls in the sorority house, and it's a really cool. It was a, it was a really cool part of the story that I was like, oh shit, I didn't expect that to happen. Um, but I knew when I um, when you find out that his daughter lost an eye, right? Mm-hmm. You find out that's gonna be there at some point throughout the movie. But yeah, like that movie, it was unexpectedly fun, man. Um, and for two thousand and six, I think it um, it was definitely like a throwback for oh six. Um, it, it seemed a lot more of like a Dude, 90s movie, you know right? When it, yeah, you know when it hit? Like uh, when she put when the cell phone part where she's like texting? And I was like, ah, 2006. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it's like you at question mark. Yeah, in the flip phone, dude. Oh, like, dude. Oh, yeah, I know, 2006. man. 2006. And then them using like the, you know, the screen as the flashlight because it had no real flashlight. Yeah. And then uh, what is it? You get the default rings, like the jingles, like the Christmas jingle. It's like the yeah. Straight up, just the one they always include on the phones. Yeah, dude. Um, you know what? Um, so I was talking about these guys fighting inside the walls and stuff. So that same idea was taken in that movie, The Boy. Have you heard of The Boy? No, no. Which one? So that one? The Boy is the one where it looks like this this girl has to take care of this doll. It's like this old lady who hires this nanny and and tells her to. Uh, to take care of this doll and and she gives her a list of what to do and what not to do Mm -hmm. in order to keep this doll happy so it's um i think there's a part two coming out called brahms the boy or something like that so pretty much the gist of that movie real quick is that this quote-unquote boy is actually was actually um the son of this wealthy couple who killed a little girl and was eh, and they were hiding him inside the house the whole time. So the the dude was using the fucking inside of the walls to travel through the house to kind of go to where he's got to go and creep people out. So you initially think that this guy that this doll is actually possessed, but it's not. It's this dude living inside the fucking walls, moving the <laughs> shit around. Yeah. 
And 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 when I saw the 06 version of Black Christmas and I saw them fucking around in the, inside the walls, I was like, holy shit, that's where they got the idea from. So as we said before, that idea of these guys, you know, fighting inside the walls and using the, the house and the setting as like this big kind of maze and trap, knowing mm-hmm. the landscape and the blueprint of the house um, was really cool idea of making this a dope kind of action-y home invasion horror movie, man. Um, the kills were good. The gore was good. Um, there was a lot of eye chomping going on, a lot of skin <laughs> chewing. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, like the original, you had this random asshole show up who who was, who, um, was the boyfriend of the first victim, and she found out that he was cheating. So you had this... You know, this cloud over, you know, the whole atmosphere like, oh, does he take part in this too? You know what I mean? Because he looks like a guilty piece of shit too. Um, But um, the the 06 version took the good vibes um, and the good, like, storytelling that it was being done in the original. And they, for sure, they put it through a shredder and amplified it. and, um, And pieced it back together to kind of give us what we got in 2006. Um, and honestly, um, I don't know why they would want to make it again as the version we saw in 2019. Um, it was it's an unnecessary movie. Um, I would get maybe making a sequel to the 2006 version of it. <laughs> but the 2019 version of Black Christmas completely kind of strays from that home invasion, crazy psycho, you know, eye chomping guy. Um, yeah, it's like it's like exploitation, but not quite. Yeah, it's not quite an exploitation movie. Like it, it, like if you put that film grain on it, or like you know, did more shots. Like there's a couple of them in this movie, or in the 2019 one, where it's like a couple of them that it's like, oh, this could have been the 70s. You know, I get it. You know, just a little more pulpy and stuff like that. But um, yeah, but it wasn't enough to even say it wasn't it. enough. It yeah. wasn't like it's they just didn't know what they were doing. And it seemed like they just had this cool, um, you know, revenge slash women empowerment kind of idea. And it being the kind of, you know, way it is these days. Um, they were like, you know what? This could be good. But they only had an idea. They didn't flesh it out. Um, the idea was decent at first, but then they, I guess, it, you know what? It seems like it seems like the studio kind of um, might have had a say in it because it's so drastically different. Yeah, right. Something about that little third act, like right. It's it. it's very yeah. different. Um, and th- as you mentioned, the, the first act is different from the second act, which is different from the overall third finale of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it just feels weird, and it feels off. Yeah, it, it feels like a completely different movie. Yeah, the a, editing a fun was weird movie. too. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it seemed like a funner movie, dude. But it and didn't feel like. But that third act didn't feel like Black Christmas, though. Yeah, and that's right? the problem, right? Like it's like we, you know, we we like that little chunk at the end, but it's like make make it doesn't commit. Like it all comes back to that, right? Two thousand six, it goes for weird shit, but it commits, right? It commits to these like this cannibal yeah, guy who exactly you know, exactly and and it this commits one, to telling a story. It commits to this. Stuff. I'm I'm surprised. Like I think it would have been a tiny bit more successful if the name was different. It doesn't feel like a Black Christmas movie at all. Yeah, um, like maybe if it was just set at Christmas, 
Yeah. Um, but even then, like, if it was the same outcome, it would still be a trash movie. You know? But um, if they were going to do Black Christmas, they should have kind of stuck with some of the ideas of the first two. They would have had a better product, in my yeah. opinion. And it starts off with that. Like, um, uh, what's uh, the the what's her name with the glasses? You know, when it does it does the POV shot where it just stays on one. It stays in the hallway. And yeah. Just watching her go from room to room. Yeah. You know, and yeah. like that's classic stuff. And then the shot of her body in the, you know, on the top where no one's going to look. So it's, it's a shout out to like the attic stuff. Yes. You know? 100%. I agree. But, but that's but what I'm saying. Like that was the portion commit. of the movie that was serious, you know? Yeah. And then they kind of, you know, flip the egg over and they're like, no, fuck it. We're just going to work with something else. But it's, it seems too different for it to not be studio intervention. Yeah. Or somebody's intervention, the producer yeah, like or maybe, somebody. Maybe the original idea was just to have the frat guys killing them, you know, like without like this crazy ritual or anything. It's just, you know, maybe that would have <laughs> been too real or something. I mean, listen, like that would have been a better product. It would have been a good, yeah, if it would have kept the serious tone that it had. Yeah. Or even then, even if it got all like a little goofy. No, then it wouldn't be so drastic, right? Exactly. Like, that's what it is. Exactly my point. The movie doesn't know where it's going. And unfortunately, yeah. um, we get a, um, a trash Black Christmas remake, but without the Black Christmas, right? Because yeah. it doesn't feel like it's part of the same universe at all. Yeah. And you know what? For the holidays, just watch Krampus. Yeah. If, if anything, if this conversation tells you anything, just watch Krampus. <laughs> watch, go watch Krampus. Go watch Gremlins. Go watch the uh, 06 version of Black Christmas if you're into some gore. Yeah. Uh, Arthur, if, what's your what's your favorite just Christmas movie in general? Oh, man. That's a good question. I know, I know we were question. talking Die Hard. And, um, um, I love Die Hard. But when it comes to Christmas, though, I, we're talking about the Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. And just that Christmassy stuff. Um, shit, man. I think uh, it has to either be it's got it's, it's two of them. All right, it's mm-hmm. um it's Home Alone and the Santa Claus. Um, okay, those are solid picks, and dude. Solid picks. Like those, just they have the ending and they have the right actors in it. Um, Tim Allen is great. Mm-hmm. And, and Macaulay Culkin is great. Joe Joe Pesci, for God's sakes, and freaking Home Alone. Um, and Daniel Stern's awesome. Like, just those movies just bring me back to, like, my childhood. And just uh, just loving Christmas. I still love Christmas. My kids love Christmas. So, you know, it's just a, a great, happy time. Um, what's yours? Jingle All the Way. I knew it. Yeah, we, we've yeah. spoken about this before. But Jingle mm-hmm. All the Way is also fantastic. I love that movie, too. Yeah, man. Sinbad's great. Fucking Sinbad's great in it. Mm-hmm. You have fucking what's his name? Is it is is it Tom Arnold? No, it's not Tom Arnold. It's um Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, no, no. <laughs> One of the Santas. Oh, uh, who was it again? Yeah, it was it was Jim Belushi. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You got Jim Belushi in there as one of the big fake show Santas. was in it. A big show's in it uh, as like the big Santa. The, the big the Santa. Big. Yeah, that was a great scene. <laughs> and, and then it was great when he picked out that that plastic the uh, the plastic uh, uh, police the shield. The ball. Right? Oh no! Remember yeah, the he, shield, he's like, yeah. "I'm a detective. What are you guys doing? It's what's a stakeout. Do you guys just ruined a lot of work." <laughs> Yeah, that was yeah great. dude. Uh, I love Jingle all the way because it's such like a 
it's a Christmas movie, but it's got so many like action movie ideas. It's so goofy. Yo, but you want to fucking beat the shit out of Phil Hartman, though. Oh, it's, dude, it's like I love your so wife's cookies. I'm like, you need like what? Oh, Those are my cookies. <laughs> Don't eat my cookies. Oh, oh your wife's cookies. <coughs> oh, what a gem, dude. Oh, uh, uh, rest in peace, Phil Hartman, man. Yeah, he played the perfect like slimy dude. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, man! But with that being said, um, I hope you guys uh, have a happy holiday out there. Merry Christmas, mm-hmm. Happy Annika, Happy Kwanzaa. Um, enjoy your family. Enjoy watching movies. This is the best time to stay home and watch movies when it's cold outside. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, it's not cold in Texas, but um, during the Christmas season, um, it's the best time to hang out with the family, watch some really good movies, uh, whatever it is you like to watch. Have fun. Be safe. Enjoy the holidays. And uh, thanks for listening. Um, Remember, Tex, it's a scary world out there, but we will walk them through it bit by bit, man. Mm